is Blaze Allison Kearsley, creator, producer, and host of the How I Learn series. This episode of the How I Learn podcast was recorded at a special show in Brooklyn at Union Hall on May 15th, 2012. And the theme of the night was How I Learned to Be a Grown-Up, Allegedly. Here's comedian Doug Moe talking about fatherhood and the distinction between being an adult and a grown-up. Plus, he sings a little bit. Enjoy. Um, so I was kind of hoping that we, I'd come tonight and that the entire audience here would be just full of kids, like all over the playgrounds in Park Slope, which is like full of kids, you know? There'd be like this conspiracy had been growing for like days where the kids would be like on the slide and they'd be like going down and they'd be like, yay, oh, we're playing. And then they go into a tunnel and they're like, guys, we don't have time for fucking bullshit. Listen up, okay? There's this show at Union Hall coming up called Learn How to Be an Adult. And we're all meeting there. We're going to figure out how to be adults. Oh, no, here they come. Yay, look at your head, you know? And then like the whole line would be like a bunch of like, Guys in trench coats, like three children tall. You're like, it's just us adults. We're here to see the show. Because basically, every kid wants to be an adult. But I, I, it looks, I mean, from people coming in, it looks like you guys are real adults. And um, basically, that's because kids have a lot to learn about organization. But anyway, the topic tonight is how I learned to be an adult is what I had written. So, and I want to make a little distinction because I think everybody knows that you become an adult by getting older and taller. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Thank you. Uh, um, I mean, basically, I don't think you can learn to be an adult. I think you can learn to be a grown-up. Like, I think there's a little distinction. And the distinction is that you can be fully sized and still not be a grown-up. Adults are fully, fully grown children. So when you say, oh, he's just a big kid, you're talking about an adult. <laughs> but grown-ups are serious. So they're like deeply settled into the world. When you say, he's his own man, that, that's a grown-up, you see? So you guys are all adults, but I'm guessing only some of you guys are grown-ups. As adults, you know that when you get older, you like assess your life every once in a while. You do a little Ed Coaching. You know, you're like, how am I doing? <laughs> it's for the older set. <laughs> I hardly remember them, guys. Uh, when I turned 20, I remember thinking, I, I guess I'm not a prodigy. And on the verge of my 30th birthday, my friend Mark told me that the good news was that 30 was when you figured it all out. You figured out what you're going to do with your life, what life was all about. The bad news, he said, was that your body starts to slowly fall apart. <laughs> you start to get a crappy grown-up body. But then six years ago, my wife gave birth to my daughter, Phoebe. When she was born, I was the first one to hold her in the hospital, and I talked to her, and it was really cool. I could tell that she knew my voice. And um, like this tiny thing that doesn't know anything, doesn't know like uh, what a car is or uh, nothing. Like knows, I mean, literally there's nothing it knows. It knew me, that was cool. 
And, uh, you know, so I feel like all that talking, like, near my wife's belly, which seemed kind of stupid, that worked. And we were around the apartment, and be like, oh, that's a familiar voice. And it's sort of like, maybe if you had, like, a, like a noisy, chatty neighbor that, like, lived next door to you, and then you saw him in the hallway, you'd be like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> and I think if you don't have a kid, having one, it's hard to describe. But um, a friend of mine described it, they put it like this. They said, that you feel like you have, before you have a kid, you have so much love in your life, and like a set amount of love. And when you have a child, that love opens up a whole new chamber in your heart, and the love fills that chamber too. It's like a whole new area. Um, it's sort of like the Grinch in reverse, you know? <laughs> or like, um, you don't like that one? Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Or it's like that New York real estate dream where you have, you're like, oh, I have a whole other room I forgot about. It's <laughs> and, you know, to all outside eyes, that makes you a grown-up. You fit the template in every way. You are the right size, right? You're the right age, and you have the ultimate proof. You have a child. It's like indisputable evidence. And unless you're like one of those like babies having babies kind of things, you're a grown-up. But after you get over that whole precious wonder of it all, you know, when you're like, oh, you're like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Well, then, you know, you enter this self-aware phase, this new phase of having a kid where you're like, oh, I've posted a lot of stuff on Facebook about this child. <laughs> and uh, you have to endure all these new experiences in the world that are, they're not very grown-up feeling. So for one thing, a baby, having a baby, suddenly makes you an ambassador to the world, okay? For years, like a lot of you guys probably have had this experience, you anonymously skulked around the entire city and nobody gave a shit about you, like in a good way. And then suddenly, because of this baby, everybody's all up in your grill. <laughs> so I used to carry my daughter around in uh, a baby Bjorn and it puts her like, you know, she sort of like hangs here, like chest level. And, um, and then I, I would understand how like busty women felt, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, my eyes are up here. Because, like, a cute baby is kind of like a celebrity, you know? Everyone's like, oh, look, oh, my gosh. And people make googie faces at them. They go, I do googie, googie. Hi, hi. And then they see you, and you're looking at them, and they're like, what do you want? <laughs> like, the baby's Vince and your turtle. And everybody's got an opinion, you know? Everyone in the entire city has an opinion. She looks cold. I think she's hungry, you know? She's falling out of the stroller. She fell out of the stroller. <laughs> and it gets really tiring, all this. It takes a village shit. But it's hard as a New Yorker, but it's a good lesson that then you have to relearn, which is be nice to everyone. Plus, like, no one wants to fight a guy in a baby Bjorn. I mean... And then when they get a little more mobile, you have to play with them. I mean, how are you supposed to be a grown-up when you're playing? It's impossible. Like, I think in the Don Draper age, you know, I've been watching Mad Men like everybody. It's fucking awesome. So I fucking know what's up. Like, he's like, hey, Sally, go play. She's like... And it does not work like that anymore. Like, when you're a dad now, you have to do music class, and you have to be a monster at the playground, you got to do all this stuff. You know, you got to play dress-up. So when my daughter was a little younger, we did a music class together called Music for Aardvarks and Other Mammals. Anybody? Nobody's... 
So this is one that I picked out of the many music classes that are available, hoping that its urban sensibilities would be easier to deal with. Not urban like code for black people. <laughs> and cosmopolitan isn't quite right. It had like it had songs like Taxi, Taxi, riding in the back seat, roll the window up, roll the window down. <laughs> Put the money in the slot. See you later. Thanks a lot. Sure beats walking across town, right? <laughs> City stuff, you know? <laughs> but in music class, you learn. You have to like participate with full enthusiasm. You have to look like a jackass. You have to. Because there's this whole section where you're rolling balls to one another. And then you've got these shaky eggs, and you're, you know... And then it's like, you've got to sing about a donut. And, you know, you got a bunch of multicolored scarves you're waving around. Like, you just, there's no cool way to do that. And, like, the other parents that are trying to look cool or they're kind of bored, you're like, come on, man. Like, you shake the fucking scarves. You're like, there's a pancake on the ceiling, man. Don't you get it? <laughs> you want to be like, come on, grab a scarf, have some fun. And then after a while, you realize you can't be alone with your kid all day, you know, like, and you, you got to worry about them being social and making friends. So the worst part about that, of course, is that that means that you then have to also make friends. <laughs> like, I'm not a, like, a social pariah or anything, but I didn't at this point in my life, like, have a real desire to make new friends because I, I, I never see, like, the friends that I like. And then I was like, I'm going to make a whole new batch of friends. But... Um, when I was invited to join a mom's group, I was like, I should probably do that for my daughter's sake. And so one of the first times I went, um, I was going to this person's house that I never knew, I had never met her before. And I rang her doorbell and I like looked down at my daughter in her stroller and she was like totally asleep. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You're like, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, like, it's like, this is stupid. Like, I'm gonna be the guy who's like, yeah, my daughter's asleep, I'm here, you know. So I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then I was like, she's gonna open the door I'm going to be, like, shaking my baby. <laughs> so she woke up, like, enough to kind of be active. And I was like, hey, I'm here. I'm a totally creepy stranger with a kid. And I'm here for a play date for it's the mom's group. That's good. OK, cool. And so I went in. And, like, there'd be no other reason to let me in, just a dude she's never met. Like, I have a baby, so that seems safe. And so we went in there, and the kids were playing, and we sort of had like this awkward conversation. And I was like, well, did I get the time wrong? Because there's nobody else there but her and her kid. It was her place, which made sense, you know. And uh, she was like, no, there's, there's people are just, they get, they're late sometimes. And so I was like there for like over an hour, and like nobody else came. I was like, okay, so we left. But uh, over time, at better attended events, like I actually became friends with these other moms, and became part of these, this mom's group. And I made new friends. It was really nice. And I guess the thing is that learning to be nice to people you don't know, having fun, yay, and making friends, that's kid stuff, you know? Those are the basics. And having a kid, it gave me a needed brush up on the basics. One blog that I read, because that's where I read everything now. Anyway, you didn't need that about the blog. I'm sorry. I added it. It wasn't even written, and I added it in. Sorry. Said that, like, you know, you live your life, and you can't remember your first four years of your life, and that having a kid gives you those first four years back. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, that's really neat, right? It's like, 
Okay, you got it? It's four years, you don't remember that. And then it's like, you have a kid, and then you're like, those are the first four years again. It's neat. <laughs> Fucking think about it later. <laughs> and she's six now, so now we get to do things like, oh, she's like losing, a, she lost a tooth the other day. It's weird. You're like, people lose teeth. <laughs> the fuck? There's a whole other set of teeth under there. It's weird. And, like, she talks about, like, oh, I'm going to marry Simon, who's, like, this hyperactive kid in her school. <laughs> and she's always scheming about how to get new toys. You know, it's just so fucking fun. It's more and more fun. It's so weird. I guess having a kid, it doesn't make you grow up, but it makes you, like, a kid again. So I don't think I really learned to be an adult, and I tend to think of being a grown-up's overrated. Weirdly, the most grown-up thing I've done has taught me, don't be a grown-up. I hope that people will always say, Doug, that guy, that creepy guy? Oh, he's just a big kid. Thanks, guys. Blaze here again. Hope you enjoyed that story from Doug Moe. Just want to thank everyone at Union Hall, and thanks to Lyra Smith, who helped produce this podcast. And... Um, the music you heard is, of course, by the Rolling Stones, so, you know, thanks to them, too. And um, that's it. Until next time. Thanks for listening.